Welcome to The Cap, where we are here to speak with college reps and other professionals in the field of college admissions to help answer all your questions and guide you through every step of the process. So if you're serious about college admissions, you've come to the right place. Are you ready? Let's talk about it. And now, here's your host, Dr. John Durante. Welcome to The Cap, the College Admissions Process Podcast. I am your host, John Durante, and I am here to introduce you to college admissions representatives and other professionals in the field of college admissions. Our purpose is to serve you, the students and parents, so that you may gain insight straight from the people who ultimately make the decisions. Regardless of whether you will apply to a particular school being highlighted, you should listen to all of the episodes as each guest will give you tremendous insight and advice on every aspect of the college admissions process, prompting you to come up with your own follow-up questions for when you visit campus or meet with a college admissions representative yourself. Lastly, if you have any questions you'd like me to cover on future episodes or any comments you'd like to share, please email me at collegeadmissionstalk at gmail.com. And don't forget to visit our website at www.collegeadmissionstalk.com. So are you ready? Let's talk about it. Welcome to The Cap, the College Admissions Process Podcast. I am your host, John Durante, and it gives me great pleasure to introduce you today, Renee D'Onofrio, who's a regional admissions counselor at Iowa State. Renee, how are you doing today? And welcome. Thanks, John. I'm doing well. Thanks so much for allowing Iowa State to come on board with you and talk a little bit more about the college admissions process. It is my pleasure, and I'm looking forward to a great conversation. So, Renee, why don't we begin by asking you to just tell us about yourself. How long have you been an admissions counselor, and how did you end up in such a position? Great question. So I actually have been an admissions counselor for just about over seven years now, a little over seven years. And I actually ended up in admissions when my own children started the whole college process. And it was pretty an eye-opening experience knowing how involved they were in school, how well they did, and kind of just some disappointments along the way. So I figured, you know, how could I come into college admissions and help other students prepare as they figure out what their next step is in their education? Well, that's terrific. And uh, thank you so much. It's similar reason as to why I decided to start this podcast. So I appreciate that and can totally relate. So Renee, what is it about Iowa State that makes it so appealing for so many students to want to apply and ultimately attend? There's actually, John, so many great things about Iowa State, and the more I learn, the more excited that I get. So Iowa State was actually one of the very first land-grant universities. So that means the state actually gave the university money to start the college or university. And now Iowa State is one of just over 160 Tier 1 research universities. Last year, Iowa State spent $363 million wow. in research and development alone. So again, there's only 160 of, just over 160 of these in the country, and Iowa State is luckily one of them. Now, we are considered a large university with just over 26,000 undergraduate students, but we break it down into six colleges. We have 100 majors. So six colleges with our largest just being over 8,000 students, and that's our College of Engineering. So even though we do have 26,000 students, it feels like 
this one large university is part of six smaller universities. Um, our College of Engineering is one of our top programs. We have a 95% placement rate with our students that are graduating within six months of graduation. And we have over 500 companies coming on campus to recruit our engineering students alone. So that I think is definitely one of our highlights. Um, some other great things is Ames, Iowa, where we're located is ranked as one of the top college towns. So pretty much whatever is happening in the university, the whole city is involved. We also have what's called our SciRide, which is our shuttle service that takes our students all over campus as well as into the city of Ames itself. So they don't need to even bring their car to get around. And our SciRide is spelled like our cyclone, C-Y-R-I-D-E. <laughs> so we have that little Sci everywhere we go. Now the campus itself is over 2,000 acres, but the main campus is 500 acres. And within that 500 acres, we actually have a 20 acres, which is known as our central campus. Now, this is a really unique fact. The American Society of Landscape Architectures actually has three college campuses listed as medallion sites. And Iowa State is one of those three college campuses in the United States. Wow. So another great piece showing how beautiful our campus is ranking up there with those private universities. We have over 273 alumni 273,000 alumni, I should say, within 150 different countries. We award over $153 million in scholarship money each year. Iowa State is actually home to the only six-sided immersive virtual reality lab. It's called the C6. And another great piece of information, the United States Department of Energy, they have these 10 national Office of Science Research Laboratories throughout the country, and we are the only one on the college campus. So another great feature, and it's actually the 75th anniversary this year. That's terrific. Yeah, and then bringing in, of course, everything that happens on campus. We're a Big 12 school, so really strong with the athletics. Our football team was ranked in the top 25 as far as the coaches poll pretty much consistently throughout the football season. And we had some great success with the NCAA men's and women's basketball tournament this year, too. Some great things happening in Iowa State. Well, that's all terrific, and I can't wait to hear more about it. Thank you so much, Renee, for that introduction. Renee, so many students and parents have reached out, and they want me to ask specifically about life on campus. So could you tell us about life on campus outside of the classroom? Yes, great question, because... That's part of the entire college experience. We have about 5,000 freshmen on campus. 92% of them actually reside in our resident halls. So that's a really great number. The campus is not going to close up on the weekends just because of those numbers alone. Never mind everything else that's happening. And it's almost an equal split of in-state, out-of-state students, as well as male, female. So it's pretty equal across the board. Now, we have over 900 clubs and organizations, and over 90% of our freshmen are involved in at least one club or organization. So again, a vast majority of events happening at any given time. We have 20 resident halls, over 25 dining options, 
We have so many choices for our students, whether there be any dietary restrictions, we can work with them. And one of my favorite places, John, is we have our own on-site creamery that offers 20 different <laughs> flavors of ice cream. That's awesome. And we ship all over the country. So for any of those alums out there who are craving some Iowa State ice cream, we'll get it to you via FedEx. <laughs> That's fantastic, Renee. Thank you so much for sharing. And can you share the application numbers for your freshman class? In other words, where are they applying from? And by the way, Renee, if you could also share, what region do you represent in terms of the admissions process for Iowa State? Yes. So we receive over 20,000 applications annually. Wow. I myself represent the Northeast as well as the Mid-Atlantic. And we receive over 800 applications specifically from this area. And we're hoping to see more students as time goes on and students are ready to kind of jump into that next step with their education. We have 59% of our incoming freshmen are involved with STEM. So that's the science, technology, engineering, mathematic majors. And we have just under 1,000 multicultural students. So very diverse group. They're representing 50 states, over 112 countries. So lots of excitement, lots of different ideas going on on campus on any given day. Well, that's terrific. And thank you so much for that overview. Renee, can you walk us through the process of how you evaluate so many applications? Are there teams of people representing different regions? People always ask about the overall evaluation process. So any insight that you could share would be greatly appreciated. Yes, we actually have an entire operations team that reviews our applications. We have a very transparent application process. It's called the Regents Admission Index. And this is available online or in any of our brochures to take a look at. And students can actually configure their GPA, their core course count, and see if they're admissible even before applying. Wow. So it's very transparent. Again, they're looking at core course counts. They're looking at um, your GPA and those test scores if you do submit them. Terrific. And what is the average profile of the current freshman class in terms of GPA and, of course, any other related data you collect, such as SAT or ACT scores? So our average GPA seems to be growing each year. This past year, our incoming freshman had a GPA of a 37 uh, it was the second strongest class in history. So wow. we're really excited to see where the numbers fall this year as the bar keeps <laughs> getting a little bit higher and higher. Uh, about two-thirds of our students submit SAT and ACT score, but we have gone test optional moving forward. So we'll see if that trend continues. Fantastic. And if a prospective student falls a little below the current freshman class average, what are some of the things that they can do to enhance their overall application? Yeah, so... What's nice about having this Regents Admission Index and the students being able to actually see if they are admissible before applying, they can see if they need to increase their core count of classes, and that would be considered their um, math classes, their science, their social studies, foreign language, computer science. So they'll know if they need to increase that schedule going into senior year. They can also, if they're not reaching that minimum level, they can 
take the SAT or ACT and submit those scores. So there are ways definitely if they are falling below the threshold that they can maximize the time that they have remaining to increase their probability of being admitted to Iowa State. Well, we appreciate that insight. Thank you so much. And Renee, what are the different ways a student may apply to Iowa State? So Iowa State, you can apply directly to us on our website, or we are also part of the Common App. And we have rolling admissions, so we don't have that hard deadline that many other colleges and universities have. Um, so that's one of the positive things that, again, if the students fall below on that Regents Admission Index, they can wait till their first semester grades of senior year close out and apply after that time. And that can increase and that can work better for a majority of the students that are, you know, maybe borderline if, if they would be admissible or not. Understood. And I know that Iowa State is, in fact, test optional. How does leaving out the test scores in schools that are test optional influence financial aid awards on the merit-based side? Yeah, great question, because money is such an important part of the college equation. So at Iowa State, we do have priority deadlines for FAFSA, and that does allow potentially additional funding in the form of grants from the university. But as far as the scholarships, again, just like our admission index, we are very transparent. Our scholarships are based on core course counts, cumulative GPA. And then we also will take into account if they submit their SATs or their ACT scores. And so there's three different levels for our Northeast students. They range anywhere from $7,000 a year up to $11,000 per year. And if you have a grandparent or a parent or a great-grandparent that went to Iowa State, there's also a legacy scholarship, a generation award available for those students too. So lots of different ways not just based on need, but academic merit as well. Well, we appreciate that insight. And I know that we mentioned that Iowa State is, in fact, test optional. Renee, would you be able to share with us the percentage of students that applied without submitting their test scores? Yeah, it's about one-third. Terrific. Thank you so much for sharing that. We appreciate it. Yeah, we think that number will, you know, I think people will still tend to submit their test scores, especially if they see it can merit, uh, award more merit scholarship funding. Sure, sure. Understood. And thank you again for sharing that insight. Does Iowa State renew the merit-based scholarships that freshmen are awarded for the students remaining three years at Iowa State? We do, actually. As long as our students meet the requirements, which is maintaining a full-time student status, which is 12 credits, and a GPA of a 2.5, that merit scholarship will be awarded for their sophomore year and then continuing on for their soft, uh, junior year and into senior year as well. Well, we appreciate that. Thank you so much. And Renee, do you use the student's high school GPA as indicated on their transcript, or do you recalculate using your own metrics? And if so, any insight that you could share would be greatly appreciated. Yes, Iowa State actually is a self-reporting university. So our students do report their own grades. They report how many classes they've taken in those core course counts, as well as any other classes that they've taken. We 
do not require their official transcript until they decide to say, yes, I'm coming to Iowa State. Many times the students are pretty spot on with the scores that they have reported on their application. If they increase that GPA or increase that core course count, we will go back and award additional funding if they meet the requirements. But on the same hand, if they fall a little bit lower than what they had estimated, then they may drop down in a level of scholarship. So very transparent again, as far as rewarding based upon what they're doing in high school. Understood. And I appreciate that. And I also heard that Iowa State has some programs for rising seniors and juniors in high school. Can you tell me about the programs that Iowa State has in place, again, for those rising juniors and seniors to ensure that they are not only on track for admission, but that they will get academic merit funding uh, once they arrive on campus? Yes, absolutely. We have this fabulous program and you can access it right online and sign up. There's no fee to do so. And it's called the Cyclone Advantage. The Cyclone Advantage planning program allows rising juniors and rising seniors kind of a place to put their classes that they're taking, what grades they're receiving, and it kind of gives a probability of admission to Iowa State. So rising juniors, rising seniors know where they need to increase their work schedule, their workload as far as academics, if they need to increase their SAT or ACT score. And not only is it maximizing their opportunity to be admitted, but it's also maximizing their opportunity for scholarships. Again, there's no fee to apply for this program. You do it right online at your leisure. A great benefit of the Cyclone Advantage program is for our seniors, they can start applying earlier than the traditional academic crowd. So by June 15th, that application process opens and they'll know prior to the application opening for everyone else if they've been admitted. So typically by July 1st, they know if they've been admitted and they also know what their merit scholarship money will be. Well, that sounds like a phenomenal program that I wish every college and university offers. So thank you so much for yeah. that insight. <laughs> and they also, I will say, they do also receive priority selection for housing. Understood. Well, that's terrific. And by the way, I'm going to put links to the Office of Undergraduate Admissions for Iowa State in the show notes so that students and parents have access to it. Renee, if there's anything else that you want me to include, just send it to me. And of course, I'll make it available to everyone through the show notes. Great. Do you offer supports for students that may have had an IEP or 504 in high school? And if so, can you explain? Great question. Yes, we do offer that. We have our student accessibility services and they work in conjunction with our academic student center. So the student accessibility services determines eligibility. They coordinate reasonable accommodations. They provide support services and promote equitable access to education and university life. They uh, believe that the ability and disability is a natural occurring aspect of diversity of life and that it's an integral part of Iowa State University and the campus community as a whole. So we are advocating for our students. 
We have the Alliance for Disability Awareness, which is a student-led organization on campus and supported by Student Academic Services. We offer test-taking strategies and study skills that are essential for success. Our Academic Success Center provides opportunities to develop these skills, to practice leadership, and become self-directed learners through the delivery of high-quality academic support. And we help them stay organized, whether it be on an app on their telephone, whether it be through a visual planner. So many resources to help these students make the most of their college education. But it's a great resource for the students. They do have to self-report since they are over 18. And they need to self-report prior to any uh, test taking or exams or reports, anything like that, because they can't go back if they haven't self-reported. Um, but it's a great tool for any of our students, and it's open for anyone, especially um, those that need a little bit of help or some that just may need um, guidance for studying. Well, we appreciate that insight, and it's great to hear that Iowa State truly has something for everyone which leads me to my next question. Can you tell me about Iowa State's honors program for incoming first-year students, and what are the benefits in being in the honors program? Yes, our honors program is unique in the sense that it's anyone can apply to be part of the honors program. There are students that receive an automatic invitation, but if our you feel like you could be part of the honors program and you were not invited, you can actually go in and apply individually. So some of the benefits of the honors program is our honors program students have 24-hour access to the Jiski Honors Building. So they can go in there at 11 o'clock at night and study if they choose to. <laughs> they have priority registration for class. And they're actually able to take 21 credits per semester compared wow. to 12 or 15 that the traditional student takes. And that gets them on kind of the fast track to graduation a little bit sooner than later. They can also check out books for the entire academic year with our, uh, from our Parks Library. We have special housing for our honors students if they choose to join the honors uh, housing resident hall. And our honors classes capped off at 30 students per class. So those are some of the definitive benefits of joining our honors program. Now some other benefits, and this is again, kind of tying back to our tier one research university, our freshman honors students second semester can actually begin doing research and be awarded credit for that. They can choose three hours or six hours. They can select the area that they want to focus in on and work with the professors, again, with their schedule within that specific area. And they'll get those um, automatic credits. They have a certain uh, curriculum that they follow in the honors program. It's part of their core first year honors program, and it's an honors seminar class. It's an English course, which encompasses written, oral, visual, and electronic composition. And there's also an information literacy program. So again, some students are invited, some want to be part of it and are not invited and can apply to be part of that program. But it's a very robust program. It allows the students to start off in the honors program freshman year 
and then rejoin our university honors program for the remaining years, um, sophomore, junior, senior, and they actually can become mentors to the incoming freshman class. So it's a, a unique group, a special group, and some great benefits if you choose to join. Well, it sounds like a great program. I really appreciate you giving us that comprehensive overview. Thank you so much, Renee. And what about students aspiring to play sports in college? What advice do you have for prospective student-athletes in terms of making their intentions to play known? Yeah, I actually had a daughter who played um, D1 sports, so kind of went through it. Uh, Great. I would say, you know, be visible to the coaches. Be on a team that's going to put you where you want to be, where you see yourself. Um, Get to know the teammates and what they like to do outside of the um, sports arena because you're going to be with them five o'clock in the morning, eight (laughs) o'clock at night. You're going to be with them 24 hours a day in most cases. Um, But really get to know the coach. Um, Coaches can change and that can derail a lot of student athletes' plans. So all those students that are being recruited by other coaches, stay in touch with them. Um, I would say be sure you're reaching out to the recruiting coordinators early on. Let those coaches know what tournaments you'll be at, where you're playing, what position you'll be playing, um, and just show an interest. Attend their camps if they have them over the summertime. Um, the coaches want to hear from the students. They don't want to hear from the parents. <laughs> so I would definitely you know, take advantage of any opportunity, according to the NCAA guidelines, that you have to be visible to those coaches. And also know that the NCAA has their own guidelines as far as playing uh, college athletics. So you have to meet their requirements as well, not just the schools. Well, thank you for all of that information. That's tremendous advice. We really appreciate it, Renee. This has been an amazing conversation. And in conclusion, my last question, Renee, what are the top three pieces of advice you would give a student and their parents who are getting ready for the college admissions process? My first piece of advice would be to have a calendar that's visible, that the parents can see, that the students can see, and mark down all those important dates. Mark down your FAFSA priority dates, your scholarship application deadline dates. When is the application actually due? Mark it down so you can see it and you're walking by it 10 times a day. Uh, It's very important because when you've got 10 or 12 colleges and universities going on with different dates and different deadlines, you want to be able to focus in on each one. And I really feel, and I've seen it with my own children, having a visible calendar can actually help you not miss those deadlines. Um, My second advice would be if you're able to visit campus, you will actually get a feel of what the campus life is like. And if it's something that you, somewhere that you could see yourself at for the next four years, you'll feel it once you get on campus, if it's the right location for you. And not, you know, every campus is not going to be the right fit for every student. There's over 5,000 colleges here in the United States. So there is a fit for everyone. And if you can't get to campus, Many colleges and universities have virtual tours these days, so that will give you that first understanding and ideas if you could see yourself there. And then my third piece of advice is make sure that it's a financial fit as well. Um, The scholarships, the cost of tuition, the housing, the meals, 
any extra expenses? Is it going to be a fit for your family? We all know the state of university life right now and college life with loans and whatnot. So be sure that it's a, a fit for what is good for your family. Um, I would say Iowa State has a phenomenal cost of living as far as housing and meals. It's under $10,000 a year. If you can get a great education and keep some of those other expenses down, it can end up being a win-win, not just for the student, but for the family itself. So those are my three pieces of advice that I feel have helped guide my own children and what I share with other students as well as they're starting this college process. Well, those are tremendous pieces of advice. I really can't thank you enough for such an amazing conversation. I'm so happy, as I know, this is going to help a lot of students and their parents. Renee, we appreciate your time today, your expertise. This was awesome. Thank you so much for being a part of the show. Thank you so much again for allowing Iowa State to come in and talk with you, John, and your students. And hopefully we'll see you in the next recruiting season. It is our pleasure. And absolutely, we hope to see you again. Thanks again, Renee. Thank you. Thank you for joining us on this episode of The Cap, the College Admissions Process Podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show. If you did, please don't forget to tell a friend and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and wherever you listen to your podcasts. I am your host, John Durante, and I look forward to seeing you on the next episode of The Cap.